Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. If I could choose just one word to describe today's guest, I would say inspirational. Craig Siegel is one of the most motivating, most inspiring, energetic human beings that I have ever met. Craig Siegel is a value-based keynote speaker, performance coach, entrepreneur, online brand exploder, master elevator, and host of the record-breaking podcast, The CLS Experience. He's also a rising thought leader as featured an entrepreneur and endorsed by some of the world's most well-known celebrities. When the pandemic hit, Craig felt guided and he left his lucrative and stable job on Wall Street. And he went all in on his passion and purpose to help people revamp their mindset and realize their full potential. Craig's unique combination of energy, motivation, inspiration, and charisma has led to the rapid explosive rise of Cultivate Lasting Symphony CLS, a contagious never been seen before experience that has impacted millions of lives worldwide. I am so excited to share with you today, Craig Siegel. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to get nuts right now. Uh, I know we were speaking before we went on air. We probably could have talked forever. Um, but just the name of the show, it, it resonates with me uh, and why you wanted to create it. So I'm super excited. Let's get nuts. Ah, so grateful to, to have you here. We're just going to like dive right into this. I'm going to give a little context. So Craig and I know each other from a mastermind that we're in. And then of course we have like these very, a lot of parallel circles that, that we run in and we're finally actually this is really the first time that we're having like a real like person to person conversation, not just through social media and not through the context of, of our mastermind. So I'm just as excited to hear what he's going to share with us as you are. It's kind of like a first time real conversation for, for me. So what I, what I'd love for you to share with me and with, with the audience is who you are behind all of the stuff, like behind the, what you do behind all of the, the business stuff, the, the, what we show up in social media, like who is Craig Siegel at his core? Yeah, phenomenal question. And it's funny because one of the things I actually take pride in is everybody that I've gotten the opportunity to meet uh, since I became friends with them on social media over the last year, they, they all say something similar. And they say something like this, that I'm the exact same person uh, who shows up on social media as I do in person. Uh, and even the people most intimately and close to me will say the same thing. Like, for me, like that's what leadership is. The camera's always on. Uh, I'm always this energetic and this weird and strange. L let me be transparent with you guys. But I wasn't always like this because essentially it took me 35 years to find myself. Now that I'm living inside my vision and doing what sets my soul on fire, 
Uh, I, I genuinely love this stuff. Like this isn't work to me having this great conversation with you. And like you attested to, it's one of the first times you and I are really getting to connect. I love this stuff. And, and, and who am I? What a deep and profound question, because a lot of people probably identify that as what they do for a living. Right. Absolutely. Uh, because, uh, one of my podcast guests a little while back, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, Brian Dawkins, he was saying something similar. He's like, football is what I did, but it's not who I am. So who am I? I'm someone that had the opportunity to reinvent themselves in this world and, and change his narrative and go from a life of being miserable and unfulfilled to completely reinventing, re-energizing and, and redesigning my mindset and now pouring back into the world and making a, a massive impact and help people understand that where they're at now is not an indication of where they're going to be. It's not a life sentence. And so I'm just someone that believes I'm here for a reason. And that mission is really, really big. Uh, and I just want to impact the world and help everybody tap into their own magic. And that's how I receive validation is when someone listens to this podcast and this conversation, hopefully it resonated with them and it struck a chord. Ah, I love that. I love that. So you mentioned you have a, you have a big vision so and a big mission. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so look, if you're gonna think, you might as well think big. Uh, and, and I know that, yeah, I know you, you're smiling because you woke up from a similar cloth. Like you don't half-ass things. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I respect you and why I wanted to have this conversation with you and support you and be on your show and so forth. And so, look, I felt very guided for quite a long time, but I wasn't able to put it all together. And it's funny, people always think that like Craig and CLS has been an overnight success, but what they don't realize is that I've been cultivating this version of Craig Siegel for 15 years. I just finally was able to repackage it and, and repurpose it and be intentional with it. My vision is pretty simple. It's just to continue to expand the reach and impact more and more and more and more people so that long after I'm gone, hundreds of years from now, somebody can listen to this conversation on your podcast and feel some type of way, feel inspired, feel moved, feel like they want to go out and change their mindset or change their life and take action. So just want to continue to make the biggest impact possible and be a beacon of hope, faith, progress, and transformation for everybody. Ah, I love that. So massive ripple effect with a lasting legacy. So, so inspiring, Craig. So tell me a little bit about you said that you were in a place where you were feeling feeling kind of miserable. Are you, I'd love to hear about that because I feel that there are so many people experiencing that inside of careers, inside of relationships, and questioning whether it is that they have what it is inside of them in order to shift that narrative, to step into their the vision and, and mission that they know is living inside of them. Yeah, this is some pretty deep stuff. And for the audience listening, like, let, let us be clear right now. Like, everybody has gifts. Everybody is special and unique in their own right. It's challenging to be able to identify that and gain clarity on that, but never settle. And I know that from experience, I have empathy for everyone out there right now that's struggling to find themselves, to find happiness, whatever that might look like. I was on Wall Street for the last 11 years. By society's standard, I was successful because I was making money. But as I discovered, making money doesn't equal success. In my personal opinion, today, success is measured by how happy you are or how big of an impact you're making. That's just my personal opinion. And so although it was fun and exciting on Wall Street, until it wasn't, uh, it became soul-sucking. 
And ultimately, I, to say I was unfulfilled, Corey, was a massive understatement. Like, it felt like I was waking up every single day and going to a job, like a J-O-B. Like, on Mondays, I'd look forward to the weekends. And, and spoiler alert, that's not how life should be. It's not. I just, and I left finance a few years back and I started my own business, uh, which was much less stressful, but ultimately just is unfulfilling. And, and so a couple of years back, I was looking for an outlet. I, I was looking to find myself. I got into running. I ran four marathons in 2019. That was cool and, and exciting. And, and I'm grateful that I found it. We just ran the New York City Marathon a couple of months back, right after surgery, but I wasn't looking to become a professional runner. I was looking for something else. I felt guided. I just didn't know what it was. When the pandemic happened, I just had that very spiritual moment. I saw a lot of people, as I imagine you did, doing a lot of Netflix and a lot of day drinking. I said, that's not going to be me. And I just put myself in this frequency. And for the first time, really grounded myself, maybe ever, and just asked myself the tough questions. And from studying personal development for so long, I had a strategy similar to the one Walt Disney used to, to launch Disney. I just asked myself what my passions were and what my gifts were. And my gifts are my ability to communicate effectively and my passions, personal development. So I married those two and, and I started my CLS brand. And, and I'm super grateful because as it turns out, I didn't start CLS for the money. Um, but when you really find what sets your soul on fire and you do a really good job, the whole irony is, is the money follows you. Now I'm making more money than I ever made in my life. I'm completely out of Wall Street, but that's never what it was about. Uh, I genuinely love this stuff and I'll be doing this in some capacity for the rest of my life and we'll just get warmed up. All right, so I, I want to ask you a couple of things. So, so talking about money and money beliefs is is definitely one of my one of my jams. So I feel like some people listening might be thinking, well, Craig, it was so easy for you to shift from what you were doing into something else because you were making so much money. And I, I, I what I what I want to ask really is, what sort of money beliefs did you have to get over in order to to basically walk away from a steady a steady income that was really really good in order to reinvent yourself because there's a lot of fear there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of unknown when you leave the essentially where someone else is making sure that your paycheck rolls in yeah so great questions. And for me, just because I was making a lot of money doesn't mean I was saving a lot of money. So let me be clear to the audience. When I decided to burn the ships and make it so there was no retreat and start CLS, I was out of Wall Street. I made that decision, but there was a two month gap when that was going on, when zero money was coming in and it was tight for me. Um, but ultimately, money for me was never an issue. What I wanted to do was find clarity and, and really understand how this whole online space works and, and how I can be effective in this arena. Because making money in a job or a business or on Wall Street is one thing. But this whole online space is a completely different animal, so to speak. And not, a little over a year ago, I had 300 Instagram followers. I had zero connections, none of these celebrities and so forth. But I knew that the concept of CLS was very real and very effective because one thing that I do not lack is self-belief. I believe self-belief is everything in this world. And if you believe in yourself and you trust yourself, then ultimately you'll figure out a way. And so for me, it wasn't so much about can we make money doing this? I was more focused on can we make a big impact? Can we reach a lot of people? Can we be of significance? Uh, and then based upon my money beliefs over, over the years, I was under the impression with myself that if we can do that, the money will follow us. And for the audience listening, I think that's key. I think a lot of people focus too much on how much money they can make, or if they want to launch a coaching program, like how much money does that look like? 
I think that's the wrong mindset. I think you do a really, really, really good job and provide a ton of value and the money will have no choice but to follow you. Uh, yeah. So what I really heard is that you leaned into serving people. And when you serve people, it it just is absolutely the money flows from there. So I love that you said that you have so much self-belief because I feel like that is like, it's almost like it's like the secret sauce, because if you don't have belief in yourself, no one else is going to believe you. You got to believe you first. Right. Uh, how can you ever enroll someone into your thought process or your vision if you don't believe it yourself? Yeah, this is awesome. And, yeah. so, and also, I want to acknowledge you. I, what you said before, serving people, priority number one, providing value, the money will come. There's just no way it can't. That's how the universe works. So I definitely want to hammer that home to the audience. And yeah, I put out a quote, I think on New Year's, maybe the day before New Year's Eve, a little over um, a month ago. And I basically said this. The most important sale you'll ever make in your life is to sell yourself that you are worthy. Uh, and that's the truth. Once you believe that you're worthy and that you have a story to tell that you could be of value and be of significance, um, then you'll make it work. Yeah, people get so excited to be in the energy of someone who, who believes in themselves. So when you were on this quest for, for clarity, what, so I heard you talked about running, right? So that's a passion of yours. Is that really where you found it? And the reason I'm asking, because I'm really just thinking of my experience with running and I am not an, I'm not a marathon runner. Maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll tackle that. But I do know that it's essentially a moving meditation and that you, you just get into the cadence of the run. If you can get over that, that limit and cross over into sort of that endorphin stage of that runner's high, the thoughts, the downloads, the ideas, they just start flowing. And it's like, you can't even stop them. Yes. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I never heard somebody articulate it like that. A moving meditation that hits home. I love that. So true. That's where all big ideas come from. Uh, it's where I gather some, some of my best creative juices. It wasn't that that led to CLS, uh, but ultimately it was definitely a step in the right direction um, because for my mindset, what that taught me is that everything in life is, is mindset, genuinely. Like I don't run marathons with my physicality and the proof is in concept. Two months ago, I ran the New York City Marathon after there was a tumor in my foot and I had to get surgery and I literally had no physical training. And I started entering the quantum and all that spiritual stuff. And I ended up running a 339 marathon, the fastest I've ran in my life. So I believe everything is mindset. And that was definitely a catalyst to even more self-belief to say to myself, we're going to step into this online space and this CLS arena and we'll make it work. Oh my gosh. I love that. So then what was your process for, for finding the clarity that you needed in order to show up so big? So in the beginning of the pandemic, when I put myself in that frequency and I was like, I don't know exactly what this looks like, but I know this, I ain't going back. Like I've been down that road. I've lived that life. If you would even call it living, let's get deep for a second. I don't even know if I was alive the last few years. I was just existing going to a job every single day. And like, look, it's easy to say, find gratitude. Yes, I was grateful that I had my health, this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, like you still have to wake up the next day and do this all over again. So it's, it's hard to be grateful about that. I was like stuck in the matrix going like this. And so once I realized, hold on a second, I have a choice, right? Like, th like this world is my playground, so to speak. I could redesign my mindset. I could re-energize my passions and I could reinvent myself. 
And then ultimately in the beginning of the pandemic, I just from studying personal development and being obsessed with that stuff, that strategy that I spoke about earlier that Disney used, it was very effective for me. Just finding clarity on what I'm actually good at and then also finding clarity on what I actually love. And it, as it turns out, the personal development stuff, it wasn't just a passion of mine all these years. It's actually my purpose. Uh, and I have an effective ability to communicate it. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's been so successful. So ultimately, I just found myself grounded, a lot of journaling, a lot of, as I like to say, sharpening the ax. Uh, but the idea came to me relatively quickly. I just needed some space to find myself grounded. And I didn't take that space. And I take ownership for that for the last 10 years. I have a question for you. Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. So a couple of things stuck out to me. One is space, right? And so often I think we fill our lives, even when we're, we're stuck in misery, you're, you're going to a job day in and day out, you're in a relationship that you, you don't like, and we either numb out or we over like stack our schedules thinking that somehow we'll find the answer, but truly the answer is found in these like long periods of space. It's a lot like creative time that we have to allow for children to have. You know, it's a problem with kids today, right? They, they pack their schedules with too many things, too many activities, too many teams. And when we were, I'm a little older than you, but when I was a kid, they used to lock the door and just be like, get outside and don't come back for a while. And so there was these long spaces of what you, like when we were kids, it was, it was boredom. But as adults, your mind just kind of, wanders into places and you start to find and discover things about yourself that you never really you, you never you never gave yourself the space though just to to be with yourself just so true yeah yeah so that's one thing and then the other thing that you said that really stood out to me is purpose and i think that's a real tipping point for a lot of people for is to find their actual purpose and that's when you actually are definitive and sure and certain in your purpose what is the way that you're showing up that's what happens when we are living our purpose you really can show up in the idea of being judged or criticized or failure or it not going the way that you think it should go it just it's not even a thing anymore because you're driven by something so much bigger than yourself 100 percent, yeah and when you have that like faith, whatever it is that you believe in, like a higher power, if it's God, Jesus, Hanukkah, Harry, Joe Schmo, whatever the case may be, like when you really believe you're doing something for a bigger reason than just you is when all the real magic happens. And let me be vulnerable for a second. Like I learned a valuable lesson even a few months back when I was training for the Chicago Marathon and I was talking about it like on social media, like I'm going to PR, personal record or shock the world or inspire. Next thing you know, I'm at a big speaking engagement uh, and I get misdiagnosed with a sprained ligament. Turns out there's a tumor in my foot. 
Um, but ultimately, this new version of Craig understands that life happens for us, not to us. So where is this propelling us? What is this going to teach us? We never really know at the time. We can only connect the dots looking backwards, as Steve Jobs likes to say. But ultimately, I had an opportunity to run New York City just a couple of weeks after Chicago uh, and do it for my pops and inspire him. who He's battling cancer and also raise money for American Cancer Society. So now I was doing it not for Craig, for a much bigger cause. Uh, we got to that start line and we ran it. We ran hard and fast, even with a broken foot. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. So I learned a very valuable lesson in that little story arc right there. And that's working within the ego, right? There's a lot of talk about the ego. You don't shed the ego completely. You learn how to work within it. Uh, and I think when you're humble and you're doing things for the right reasons to make impact, be of significance with purpose, with intention, uh, that's really when the magic happens in this world and, and stuff like that. You'll make more money than you ever dreamed possible, but you have to do it for the right reasons. And look, we're still learning every single day, right? This is the journey. Um, but ultimately that's something I learned over the last year and it makes a massive impact. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Growth and evolution over a lifetime. It's such a, um, it, when you look at it that way, it all of a sudden you can like settle into some peace because you don't, you start to realize that there's actually no top to the mountain. Like you keep hitting these summits and it's like, okay, take a breath, take in the beauty of where, where I've come celebrate your achievement. And then it's, it's continue, continue on the climb to the next thing when you're fueled by purpose and, and your mission. I feel like it's just such a, such a powerful catalyst. So your mission, your vision, your talents and gifts, they shine so bright. So along the way, there had to have been some super expanders for you, people who have really shown you it was there was proof that you could live out your mission and vision, that they inspired you, they called you up. I'd love to hear who 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 they are. Tell tell me a super expander story. Yeah. So in regards to super expanders, when, when you, the way you describe that, I think of like mentors and the cool part about mentors is you can have direct mentors that you literally work with, like when someone works with you, or you could have indirect mentors, like people maybe that you follow or listen to their podcasts on social media, whatever the case may be. So when I started CLS and I was looking to find myself in this space and, and find my authenticity and so forth, someone that I really gravitated towards was Ed Milet. He's one of the top people in the whole space right now, probably right there with Tony Robbins. Uh, and I just liked his style. It was relatable to me. Uh, and I appreciated his body of work. And he was an indirect mentor to me. Uh, and then I manifested him actually being on the podcast to end the year, which was pretty cool. Only one year in existence, the show. He doesn't do many interviews like that. Again, not a coincidence, so, but the, the power of intention and so forth. But he was somebody who really stuck out to me that, that I was just... I really gravitated towards. So that's a that's an example of an indirect mentor. Someone that I actually approached uh, is Dave Meltzer. He's someone that I, I met through this space and, and I formed a relationship with him, hopped on a plane, flew across the country to LA to shake his hand and to nourish that relationship. And for the audience listening, like that's a major nugget right there. Like work on your relationships. They're literally everything. You're always one relationship away from a completely different life, whatever the case may be. Don't take those for granted. And so I built that relationship with Dave. And now we have a weekly show on Instagram on Saturdays called The Paradigm Shift, which just got greenlit for Apple TV. We started filming in April. Uh, and he's just been a mentor to me because he has more experience than I do in this space. And, and for the audience listening, like, let me be honest. 
there were times when, when I didn't, I wasn't really big into mentors because I thought I had all the answers. I thought I could figure it out myself. And the truth matter is that's just ignorance. Like the world is a playground. There's no problem that hasn't happened yet. Like people that have had experience or have done things before, like you have to surround yourself with them, pick their brain, see what they did right, see what they did wrong. So you can minimize those mistakes and so forth. And so I can't stress enough the power of mentorship. It's one of the great things that you do so well. Um, but ultimately Dave was a direct mentor to me and then Ed Mellet being an indirect one. You cannot quantum leap without someone helping collapse time for you. And that's really, really what mentors, <laughs> that's what they do, right? It's like, they show you the mistakes that they made and they're like, look, don't, don't be like me, do it this way. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so then that, that actually kind of makes me, makes me think. So relationships are s- such a big Thing. And I feel like I could just go off on a whole tangent on all, all the crazinesses of like when we're on Instagram and people slide into your DMs without ever having the thought of like fostering a, a relationship, like, hello. But so I would love if you'd be willing to share. I'm like, I digress. And this is probably not the appropriate time for this conversation. So we'll shelf that for another time. Um, <laughs> so how, if you could give some tips on how people can foster a relationship, especially when you're doing it as a starting point online, like if you're on a social media channel and that's how you're forging the, the beginning of this relationship, which I imagine for a lot of the, the people that you have, the big names you've had on your podcast, that's, that's how the relationship, the conversation begins to open. So maybe you could share some like little juicy nuggets on and help some people that are listening. Ultimately, when it comes down to relationships, you should have the mindset, in my opinion, of you want something for that person, not from them. And when you have that mentality, then it's you're providing value or you're of service and there's something that you can do for them. And then ultimately it becomes a win-win. So I always want to go into each relationship on, on how can I support you, right? Like me, you haven't really had the opportunity to speak very much up until this point and I have a feeling that's about to change. Uh, but just me coming on the show and supporting you and, and obviously I'll share it and so forth. Now there's a friendship there uh, and everybody wins and that's what it's all about. The common mistake that I see is exactly what you just said. Everybody wants to hit me up. Like so many people hit me up now. It, it's funny because in the beginning, like the, the whole paradigm has shifted. When I was just starting out a little over a year ago, I didn't have any connections, but I was grinding. You know, I, I was busting my butt and I was working hard to form relationships. Some people that didn't want to help. Now all they want to do is hit me up and say, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Can you introduce me to Ed Milet, to Rob Deerdeck, to Bethany Hamilton? Um, but but it, but sometimes I'll be honest, I never said this publicly. It just doesn't feel tasteful. It's like, you know, not like, you know, great work. Like, would you mind making an introduction? It's just, they go right in. And ultimately to me, it's like, they want something from me, not for yeah. me. Uh, and ultimately it turns me off a little bit, straight up. Yeah, it is not an, an equal energy exchange as they would say and it, it does it doesn't it doesn't feel good so so the relationship is important of course i mean so how do you cultivate a relationship with these big names i mean i'm, I'm just out of i mean curiosity for myself i'm asking but <laughs> i'm sure the audience would really love to know how do you open up a conversation with someone that they probably have someone in their DMs managing them for them because they've got such a huge following. How do you 
how do you get in their ear? How do you make it an equal energy exchange? If you're coming from a place where you're just getting started and you're like, how, how do, how can I contribute to this like big person's life? And how can I make this an equal energy exchange of tips on that? So number one, you want to be able to build rapport with somebody, right? So I think that's key in relationships or anything in life. And ultimately, people are going to work with you because they like you, not because of your product, right? So by building rapport, by being humble, by being respectful, uh, but at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to seem like a fan, right? Where like you know they're all the way up on this pedestal because that's a little corny too. So you want to be able to build a rapport, help them understand that whatever it is that you have to offer is also valuable to them, even if it's not 50-50. That's okay. Somebody will still be willing to take a chance and do something with you as long as they see a little bit of value there or they really respect you and so forth. And so for me, um, one of the things that I bring to the table is whether you like me or not, it's just something you can't deny is the community. I worked really, really hard to build a community and pour into them and give back, provide value. And as you said earlier, before we went on air, like this, the CLS membership has 275 people in there now. So if I'm going to bring in a guest speaker, they know they're going to be speaking in front of a few hundred people. That's enticing to them because then they're able to spread their message a little bit more than as if they were just going to someone that has, you know, five downloads on a podcast. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't still do it, um, but they can't get to everyone. Let's just be honest. It's only a certain amount of time in the day. So you want to be able to provide some sort of value to them, even if it's not a 50-50. And then obviously understand how to build rapport. Be humble, but also respectful. Yeah. You guys could see, and this is me with my NLP. We are in a deep rapport right now because we're both sitting with our leg up and who even knew. Um, <laughs> Hearing each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as you said that, I was like, it's so funny. We're, we're in like deep rapport right now. <laughs> yeah, rapport is such a, such a big thing. Okay, so as a leader, I'd love to know what is, what's your North Star? What is the, the feeling that you are going for every day when you wake up? What is it you are trying to embody every day? Just being energized about what we're doing. And as long as I continue to stay enthusiastic and excited about all the different moving parts in CLS, uh, I'm just super excited, grateful, and I'm just in this like completely different frequency than I've ever been in my life right now. And we're making a big impact. We're reaching a lot of people. There's so many exciting projects going on. There's never one day since I started CLS and for entrepreneurs out there, like, listen up, there's, there should never be one day that you don't take at least a little step forward. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be setbacks and challenges and obstacles and stuff like that, but there's always something that you can do to move the needle, to, to spread awareness or to build your brand or to get one person into your community so they could see the great content that you have, whatever the case may be. And every single day, there's just so many exciting things going on and new projects. Whereas back in the day, I would be validated by having a nice watch or, or a nice car. And I was very immature. Um, that was a whole different lifetime ago. Now I'm validated by all the testimonials and by someone's coming up to me after I get off stage last weekend. Hey, like, like in tears, like what you said really resonated with me. Like you helped me understand, like I can become unstuck. I can reinvent myself. It's never too late, whatever the case may be. So just understanding that every time we show up, we're making an impact on people. And that's ultimately what it's all about. Yeah, it's so true. And when we're guided by that, it's just pure magic. 
So I'd love to know if, if you were going to give yourself your younger self, one little juicy nugget of advice or a bit of encouragement, this is like the super expander moment where you get to like help collapse time for, for other people. What would it be? Two things. Number one, acknowledge your authenticity and embrace that. I'm a strange cat. Like, let me be 100% transparent with you. I'm weird. And ultimately, the weirder and stranger I am when I show up, the more of a connection I'm able to form with the audience and the more they gravitate towards me. And I used to think by being weird um, that that was a, a, a negative, so to speak. And I should maybe hide that side of me. And now all my cards are on the table. Like what you see is what you get. The strangeness, the weirdness, the craziness, the off the walls, all that stuff. That's what people love because that's what makes me me. And I also acknowledge that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm definitely not everyone's glass of whiskey. It is what it is. But I can go to sleep at night and live with the fact that I am 100% authentically me. And I only know that now because I spent so much time being inauthentic and trying to be a people pleaser and not be myself. The second thing that I definitely want to land the plane with and have our home is just the power of mentorship and surrounding yourself with, with good people that have done things that you would like to do uh, and just pick their brain and be around them, be around big thinkers and, and people that are doing big, exciting things, people that are putting a dent in the universe, people that think big, that, that change their paradigms and so forth. And look, like one day when I have kids, God willing, it's going to be very important to me to have mentorship and be guiding them at a very, very early age. I didn't start personal development until I graduated college when I was looking to find myself. And thank God I did. Um, but they don't teach you that stuff in school. You don't learn how to learn in school. You have a curriculum, in my opinion, and you're either interested in it or you're not. For me, I never was. That's just my opinion. Uh, but ultimately, finding mentorship and understanding personal development, becoming self-aware and realizing that where you're at right now, it's not a life sentence. You can change your mindset. You can dictate your inner experience and you can create and reinvent an entirely new life for yourself. Ah, so, so true and so, so inspiring. Okay, so let's let everyone know how they can find you. What's the best way for them, for the people to enter into your world? I'd say I hang out the most on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Our website, cultivatelastingsymphony.com has all the content, all the ways to work with us, whether it's the membership or the masterminds, the one-on-ones, all the things that we have going on and obviously the speaking engagements and so forth. And of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts, the record setting, the CLS experience. And if you like daily inspiration, text me at 917-634-3796. Okay. You guys can find all of that in the show notes as well for your ease. Thank you so much for, for being here today, for taking the time to chat with us, to inspire everyone, to show them that they're, at any given time, you can reinvent yourself. So, so grateful that you were here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to acknowledge you. I appreciate the, the questions you challenged me today. And that's what it's all about. And I think this is great content for anyone listening. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, blushing. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 